subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett are here again. Matt's taken the East Coast for us as always. I'm going to take the West Coast. And uh, we have a great topic today. We're excited to be chatting with you. At the same time, if you want to learn more about what we are always talking about here, go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about events, installations, mastery classes that are available. If you want to learn more about getting a coach, which is what Matt and I do all the time, uh, we have a great group of coaches that I've built out there. You're welcome to go check that out. We're happy to meet with you, learn more about your business and where you want to go. If you want to find a whole bunch of like-minded individuals like yourself that love Ninja, like the podcast, want to share ideas, go to the Ninja Selling Podcast in Facebook. It's a group, private group. You will have to apply to get into it. And uh, make sure you fill out all the information on there because it allows Matt and I to go, oh, you're a real person. Come join us. If you decide not to fill it all out and you're wondering why you haven't been accepted into the group, I just explained it to you. So enjoy the waiting room if you're not going to fill out all the information. All right. In the meantime. Yes. And I will say sometimes people who are maybe real people do sneak through that little filter. And so I appreciate everybody who does also flag things if people are promoting things. Facebook actually has an automation now where it will not post things it thinks is spam like links. So if you guys are sharing links in the comments and you don't see it appear right away, that's because Facebook is flagging it for us. We'll let those through. But there was one guy who was trying to shill some uh, Taylor Swift tickets in there that Facebook said, no, this doesn't seem right. That's strong. So you know, watch out. Those things are they're in there as well. And and we ask you, please, guys, this isn't a place to come in and just like share listings and things like that. It is a place of community to learn about Ninja together, ask questions and grow and things like that. And you can certainly connect if you guys need agents around the country. You can do that there. But watch out for those self-promotions because we will remove those. Not because we don't like you. It's because we don't like the post. Yeah. Well, because if, well, if we let one person do it, then that means we have to let 13,000 people do it, which means you're going to have you know, it's just going to be a mess. And we're not going to do that. All right. Well, so Matt, we've got a great topic today. You brought this one to the table, which is basically, and I, what what exactly is the, because I mean, I, I'm going to butcher it by kind of going down a different route here. So yeah, I will. This has been like a, a thought that I had, and you and I have kind of talked around this topic a lot over the years, but I saw, um, for those of you who follow people on social media, you may know who Alex Hermosi is, one of uh great entrepreneur, gym guy. And he had a post that said something like, you know, people work so hard to pay off debt and then they stop. It's like, you want to work, you want to put in that hard work when you're not in debt, when times are good so that you can build the runway so that you never have to do that essentially. And I was like, man, that is so many people in real estate. And we're seeing that highlighted this year, I feel like with people who were kind of coasting and chilling you know, when times were quote good. And then all of a sudden when things get tough, they're like, oh, now I got to go put in the work. And it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we work so hard to pay off debt, to get our head above water? And then we just sit. And then I thought of the of a racetrack analogy, Gary. Oh. And it's like, hey, if you're on that straightaway, you slam that gas pedal down and you get going as fast as you possibly can. And we love straightaways when you're on the racetrack. And that's the way we can kind of treat our business. Now, I'm not saying you need to start leaning into like the hustle culture and all this, like, you know, never take a break type of stuff, not at all. But if we are going to put in the hard work, like, why are we not doing it when things are good? 
Well, Matt, to, to emphasize on this, because the way I've watched this over the years is I'll watch somebody that is doing well. And then, you know, things come up. All of a sudden they have kids going off to college. They have, you know, other expenses that come up in their life. And all of a sudden they start to get behind a little bit in the debt that they're starting to incur. And then if they have a little change in their business or something else happens, all of a sudden that debt becomes now a stressor in their life. And I've joked about it and I'm not encouraging this in any way, shape or form. But I have never seen anything make people get off their butt and take action than scary debt. Scary debt oh, yeah. is that moment when they're like, we're going to come take the house. We're going to come take the cars. We got to tell our kids to come home from college because we can't pay for it anymore. This is scary debt. And scary debt will make people move mountains. They will show up like no time we've ever seen them show up. And we're like, man, like, look at this person. Like, they have just come out of the woodwork and they are hammering all these systems. And so, what's really interesting, Matt, is when you brought this topic to the table, I was thinking about, you know, a little bit about that, which kind of came more clear as we were sitting here talking. But what I what we start watching is is the minute the scary debt goes away, the minute it all of a sudden becomes normal debt, at least how they perceive it. Uh, some people perceive any debt as a scary thing. What happens is is the minute that starts to taper off, we watch their activity levels start to drop off, and I think it's an interesting mentality. And I don't know if it's taught accidentally. I don't know if it's something we learn from generations before us. That the whole thing is to get out of debt, or at least to eliminate debt. And you're right. Like, that's the win for a lot of people. It's like, I don't have any debt. Well, like, the minute you reduce debt, now you're building wealth. And in that, really, is like, it's not the time to let off the gas, it's the time to keep your foot on the gas because now you are building safety, security, freedom for the future, all these things. It's not sitting around and go, like, we made it. We're good. You know, you're about, you're a quarter of the way there is what you are. Uh, and I, depending on what your goals are and whatnot, but yeah, it's a really different mentality, Matt, to decide when, when have I accomplished what I was trying to accomplish? And I think it's an easy thing. We have a lot of really good programs out there that are more designed on how to get out of debt than how to build wealth. Well, I mean, kind of goes back to the episode we did a few ago about, you know, kind of preying on scarcity, right? And scarcity is a motivator, which is why there's a lot of things that advertise into fear. Even part of the story brand concept of telling a story, there is a, you need to make sure you highlight what will happen if they don't go this path. There's a giant pit out there full of snakes and spikes. Right. Yeah. Like you have to like, oh, on this side, oh, it's not good. Right. Oh, no. But what's interesting about all this and societally, I think this has been hard for us to get into these mindsets of is like relating it to the racetrack again, the straightaway is easy. I'm so happy you keep bringing it back to the racetrack, Matt. You're speaking. I'm like, I'm there with you. I don't know about the rest of the people out there, but I'm listening. Keep going. But the straightaway is easy. It's straight. You can put that foot down and go fast without much worry, right? And I think that's what's interesting is is we I th- probably were so exhausted by the time we pull ourselves out of debt, which by the way, I've been there personally. Garrett, I know you've been there too. But I mean, we've talked about this before. And sometimes you're just so exhausted by the time you like pull yourself out, you're like, I need to hang out for a little bit. 
But you think about it, that was the finish line for a lot of people. Like, I know when I've been in that, it's like, just get that tax bill paid off. Yeah. Just get that thing done with so we don't have to worry about anymore. Like, that was the set finish line. But there really is no finish line. That's the thing. Like, it's there's no finish line. There's just where we are right now. And it's like, well, if we can get up to these levels, and by the way, if you're struggling right now and, and you're going through some challenges there, cash flow wise, debt wise, like, yeah, definitely time to work, right? Yeah. But know when you get out of that. And if you are out of that, it's easier to run fast on a straight, flat piece of ground than it is to on a curvy, windy hill. Right. So if you're like running the Ninja Nine, we find that people who are doing really well tend to do it a whole lot better because their time's being managed well. They're feeling good. Their business is running well. And it's just naturally kind of in the flow where when it's not, it's harder. So it's easier to do better when you're doing better. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's the line. Easier That's to do better when you're doing better. Lot, make a clip out of it. It's easy to do better when you're doing better. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I'm I'm enjoying your commentary. Okay. I know. I'm struggling for the best description of this here today. <laughs> well, no, I, you're you're on you're on the right page. I think we just need to change the wording of it. But I think it's you know when it, you you look at like what should the goal be, and this is like, and I think when I was saying like the goal is to pay off the taxes, the goal is to pay this off. Well, I think that that is the the goal needs to be changed is to pay that off with the goal of now building wealth. Like that needs to be the next goal that's put in place. Yeah. Because if you don't have the next step, we lose energy and we lose drive. If you get to that point and go, yes, yes, I'm now in a spot that every dollar that I was taking to putting off debt that I had incurred, now I'm putting that into dollars that can work for me and build wealth. Like this is the fun part of doing the same activity I was doing before, but with those dollars being used in different ways. This is dollars that are taking care of stuff. These are dollars that are improving and building things for the future. You've got to have that vision. You've got to have that built out. And that's where I think the breakdown happens for a lot of people, Matt, is they don't have that next part mapped out. And the the simple one is the get out of debt. That is the very simple vision because they can see it. They know exactly when they can check the box and be like, that's taken care of, that's done. Yeah. Building wealth, I think for a lot of people, when it's not clear, when it's not laid out, it's just make more, build more wealth, do more, make more money. It's a really arbitrary type of thing. And I would encourage people like get specific with what you want to do for build wealth. Build wealth could be, I want to buy three $200,000 properties this year and have them start making X amount of dollars for me. And they have to pencil out them this way and they need to have you know this amount of rate of return on them and whatnot. You can get really specific with that the same way that you did with how are we going to pay off this bill that we have over here that's weighing over our heads. We're going to put X amount towards out of every paycheck that's going to go to paying that off. Yeah. I'm going to put X amount every month into paying this thing off. And we get really clear on how we're going to get to that final goal. Wealth building, this is where it gets a little huh, like, oh, now we just get to start putting money to wealth. It makes me think about you know the, the phrase, the key to a good offense is a strong defense, right? Talk about that in sports. And it's like, well, actually, the key to a good offense is a really good offense. <laughs> And and a lot of the times we play defensive offense 
so much in our business. Like we're only playing offense because we have this challenge over here that we need to solve and we need to play defense against that. So we're going hard over here. It's like, well, if we just focus on playing offense, you can really focus on these wealth goals. And so coming up, because this we're in, I think we're still in August by the time this podcast goes out. But coming up in a few months, we're going to be talking about, okay, getting business planning done, you know, figuring out what do we want to do for the next year. And I really encourage people, instead of like coming up with these annual income goals, come up with net worth goals, like long-term net worth goals, short-term net worth goals, because then income's just a part of it, right? And the entire offensive picture needs to be designed because it's like, hey, it's not just save money, hit this number, and great, we had a good year. It's all of these things together, like acquire this, acquire that. And and your cash flow is going to vary individually based on what your net worth goals are, which is going to allow you to stay in offensive mode, which everybody loves offense. It's so much more fun, right? We like throwing the ball. We like running down the field. We like scoring touchdowns. We like scoring goals, right? I mean, getting interceptions is fun too, but it's, it's a lot more fun to be the guy catching the the winning touchdown, right? And so... Let's focus on the offense. Yep. More so. I feel like we we play defensive offense too much and we need to be really gearing things up and making a plan for being in a better, more comfortable offensive mode. And if the a comfortable offensive mode is going to help you have the lifestyle that you want to have versus I feel like defensive offense is, well, I need to stop doing all this stuff over here and just be over here. And I got to make those sacrifices where if you have this longer term game plan, you're going to be able to have very comfortable, enjoyable offense. Well, it's interesting. Does that make sense? Like, No, it does. And I like that you went down this defensive offensive route because my brain went back to driving, which is like different styles of driving. There's defensive driving and there's offensive driving. I'm a little bit more of an offensive driver, not offensive driver, offensive driver. And uh, I'm an offensive, offensive driver. (laughs) But my whole thing is, is that if you're a defensive driver, you're constantly sitting there going, what is everybody else doing? And, and always set up to like protect yourself from what everybody else is doing. And when I look at like an offensive driver, the way I was taught to drive and the way I've always approached a vehicle is put yourself in situations where that isn't going to happen, where you are pretty much in control of where things are happening here. It's like when you go to pass, it's like, yeah, give a lot of gas, get yourself away from everybody else because I know I can merge over and everything's going to be safe. I'm the one who's in control of me changing lanes. I'm not sitting there with my blinker on going, are they going to let me in? Are they going to let me in? Are they going to let me in? Okay, this is a safe little hole. Now I can merge over into it and we're good. Both will get you probably to where you want to go safely. They teach defensive driving because it's easier to teach when you're learning how to drive. But at the end of the day, like you have more control being in that offensive position. It is more actually enjoyable, I personally think, in any situation. And I like that you brought that into wealth, Matt. It's like, you know, wh- where do you want to be? Do you want to be in a protective, protective, protective all the time? Or do you want to get yourself into this like, what do we want to do in building wealth today? How do we want to get here? And this only happens once you pay off. I mean, you can definitely get ahead of it beforehand, but when you can get yourself into that zone where we started this whole conversation off, which is the initial goal of get out of this debt, get out of this debt, get out of this debt, like the minute you get over that hurdle, now you get to go into offensive mode. You're not protecting yourself. It's not what if, what if this, what if that, what if this happens? It's a, where do, what, what are the paths? Yeah. What, what do we want this to look like? Let's go big. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah. 
and when we talk about going big and having a good offense, it doesn't mean all of a sudden being like, ooh, I should add all of these things, right? I need to add this marketing thing, this marketing thing, this marketing thing. It's like, no, it's like, go, you know, do the things that you know how to do, right? You know, think about, yes, you. there's time to evaluate and analyze new programs and systems. But what we're specifically talking about is putting the gas pedal down on what you have, right? Lay down on that gas pedal in whatever vehicle that you're driving when you're on that straightaway, and you're going to feel really good heading into the next turn because you're going to be you're going to have space. You're going to be ahead of the competition. You're going to be feeling good about how you're doing, and your clients are going to be seeing great results too because your energy is going to be better, right? When you're showing up with abundance, and you also see the abundance happening in your life your entire energy changes when you show up for your people, which is a beautiful thing. And Matt, I'm happy you said like, you kind of emphasize like, well, going big, like going big looks different for everybody. Definitely. You know, going big may be an an absolute abundance amount of time with your kids being able to travel the world. That might be what going big looks like for you. Going big might having a Ferrari in the driveway. Going big... Like in my world, going big is I have a very inexpensive car that I drive day to day. Like if you came and saw my car, you'd be like, really? Because it's it's got paint peeling off the hood. It's got paint peeling off the roof. And the funny part is I really don't care. It's my very, very, very fun daily driver car that I absolutely like. I have this bond with this vehicle. It's amazing. That for me is like the smile that that car puts on my face is a part of my life of going big. Getting that car to as many racetracks as I can possibly get that car onto, which is not an expensive, crazy thing to get it onto as many racetracks. It just takes the planning and the figuring out of how to get there and how we're going to do this and what that all looks like. It's not expensive stuff, but you think going big in your life is knowing what you want and going after it, creating something that that makes you happy, puts a smile. We're only here for so long. Like we only got so much time on this planet. If your happiness is going big, is how many days you can spend in the river with a fly rod in your hand, go do it. If it's golfing as many days as you possibly can, go do it. If it's having a party on a yacht in the middle of the ocean with 500 of your best friends, Day after day after day, go after it. Make that happen. This is our time here that we have on this planet. Don't let it just be paying off debt. Man, I'm pumped. Is that the clip? I'm jazzed. Yeah, that was good, man. I'm excited now after that. It felt good. I felt like I was on a roll. Like I felt good. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, like let's get out of this defensive mode and get into offense, folks. And so... Yeah, I mean, Garrett, I don't think there's there's much more to, to hammer on here. I think that's the whole point is focus on going big in your offense, lean into that. Don't make your whole business in your life about playing defense. If you need to play defense, do it and then keep going to give yourself the gap and the space so that you are so much more comfortable. Everyone around you is going to be happy for it, and you're going to feel so great. You're going to wake up every morning with a big smile on your face, which is really what we want to see for everybody who's running these ninja systems. And I want to add one last piece in. If you can remember, or if you're in a point right now where you can feel that energy because maybe you are behind and you have maybe that kind of weird looming stuff out there that really makes you go, I don't have an option. I have to stand up and be that good document what that energy feels like document where you're at of that like drive of no excuses 
Nothing can tell me I'm not going to do this. I'm going to protect myself, save the situation, go. We're going to make this happen. Take that energy and come back to that. But you got to document, you got to write it down. You got to kind of look at everything going on there so that when you are out of that situation, which you will be, you will be out of it and you will get past that hurdle. Remember that energy and say, okay, now I got to dig down deep and find that energy because that's the energy that's going to create the financial freedom for the future. That showing up on that level and going big in that way is what's going to create everything that I've dreamed about up there that you look at other people sometimes and say, oh, wow, they must have got lucky. They must have you know, had you know, the deals just kind of fallen in the right time, right place. No, it's not. They probably figured out how to use that energy that they had back then. We all have it in us. We just don't always use it at the right times. So yeah. All right, Matt. That's true. Well, Garrett, thanks for cruising down this path with me today. Cruising on the straightaway, I should say. <laughs> By the way, I make a lot of time up in the turns. I'm one of those guys that gets passed on the straightaway because I don't have the car that can hang with them. But man, I dominated the turns. So I'm just going to say the turns can be really fun. Oh, they can be. I mean, we, hey, we got to be good in all areas. But when you've got a 2003 BMW and you catch up to a, a newer 911 Porsche in the turns, oh, you've never seen a Porsche owner get so mad. It's so great. And I love Porsches. <laughs> I love the owners of Porsches. But oh, it's so fun to watch them just get irritated. Guys got to spend more time on the track and practice those turns. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody for tuning in again to the Ninja Selling Podcast here. In case you didn't know what you were listening to, that is what you are listening to. If you want to join a community of people who also listen to this podcast, head over to Facebook and search for the Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find an incredible group there, as Garrett mentioned on the intro. And if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, if you're new to Ninja Selling, or maybe you're not new and you're like, hey, what else does Ninja Selling have to offer? Head over to ninjaselling.com. You can check out the calendar for installations. You can look up information about coaching. You can inquire about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, you can even learn more about Mastery, which is an incredible series that you can engage in after completing an installation. You can also learn about leadership. There's just a lot of great stuff that is there. You can also find a ninja on ninjaselling.com. So guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you all and look forward to speaking to you on the next one. Thanks, Garrett. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.